0: Daily prayer has been a part of the Christian tradition since its first days. In the Episcopal Church, our forms of daily prayer are found in our Book of Common Prayer, which descends from that of the Church of England. When we pray one of the forms of prayer, called offices, we pray with Christians around the world no matter what time we are doing so. Morning prayer is the central office, but it's always great to be prayed any time of day. Whether you're joining in at morning, evening, or even the next day, it's always a good time to pray. If you would like to follow along with the order of prayer, you can go to Tuesday.frdavid.org for a Tuesday episode or Thursday.frdavid.org for a Thursday episode. There will be more information at the end of this podcast. Let's pray morning prayer together. Well, good morning and welcome to morning prayer for November 16th, 2021. Tuesday after the 25th, Sunday after Pentecost, and the Lesser Feast of Margaret of Scotland. Let's prepare ourselves for worship. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Oh, that today you would hearken to his voice. The mercy of the Lord is everlasting. Come, let us adore him. Let's say together the Psalms for this morning, which are Psalms 97, 99, and Psalm 100. The Lord is King, let the earth rejoice. Let the multitude of the isles be glad. Clouds and darkness are round about him. Righteousness and justice are the foundations of his throne. A fire goes before him and burns up his enemies on every side. His lightnings light up the world. The earth sees it and is afraid. The mountains melt like wax at the presence of the Lord, at the presence of the Lord of the whole earth. The heavens declare his righteousness, and all the people see his glory. Confounded be all who worship carved images and delight in false gods. Bow down before him, all you gods. Zion hears and is glad, and the cities of Judah rejoice because of your judgments, O Lord. For you are the Lord, most high over all the earth. You are exalted far above all gods. The Lord loves those who hate evil. He preserves the lives of his saints and delivers them from the hand of the wicked. Light has sprung up for the righteous, and joyful gladness for those who are true-hearted. Rejoice in the Lord, you righteous, and give thanks to his holy name. The Lord is king, let the people tremble. He is enthroned upon the cherubim, let the earth shake. The Lord is great in Zion, he is high above all peoples. Let them confess his name which is great and awesome, he is the Holy One. Almighty King, lover of justice, you have established equity. You have executed justice and righteousness in Jacob. Proclaim the greatness of the Lord our God, and fall down before his footstool, he is the Holy One. Moses and Aaron among his priests and Samuel among those who call upon his name. They called upon the Lord, and he answered them. He spoke to them out of the pillar of cloud. They kept his testimonies and the decree that he gave them. O Lord our God, you answered them indeed. You were a God who forgave them, yet punished them for their evil deeds. Proclaim the greatness of the Lord our God, and worship him upon his holy hill. For the Lord our God is the Holy One. Be joyful in the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness, and come before his presence with a song. Know this, the Lord himself is God. He himself has made us, and we are his. We are his people, and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him, and call upon his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his faithfulness endures from age to age. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from the Gospel according to Matthew. When they came to the crowd, a man met Jesus. He knelt before him, saying, Lord, show mercy to my son. He is epileptic and suffers terribly, for he often falls into the fire or the water. I brought him to your disciples, but they couldn't heal him. Jesus answered, You faithless and crooked generation, how long will I be with you? How long will I put up with you? Bring the boy here to me. Then Jesus spoke harshly to the demon, and it came out of the child who was healed from that time on. Then the disciples came to Jesus in private and said, Why couldn't we throw the demon out? Because you have little faith, he said. I assure you that if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, Go from here to there, and it will go. There will be nothing that you can't do. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Glory to you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We will praise you and highly exalt you forever. Well, beloved, today is the Lesser Feast uh, of Margaret of Scotland, Queen in 1093. Uh, So I'll read her um, bio from Lesser Feasts and Fast 2018. Shakespeare made familiar the names of Macbeth and Macduff, Duncan and Malcolm, but it's not always remembered that Malcolm married an English princess, Margaret, around 1070. With considerable zeal, Margaret sought to change what she considered to be the old-fashioned and careless practices among the Scottish clergy. She insisted that the observance of Lent, for example, was to begin on Ash Wednesday rather than on the following Monday, and that the Mass should be celebrated according to the Roman Rite. The Lord's Day was to be a day when, she said, we apply ourselves only to prayers. She argued vigorously, though not always with success, against an exaggerated sense of unworthiness that made many of the pious Scots unwilling to receive communion regularly. Margaret's energies were not limited to reformation of formal church practices. She encouraged the founding of schools, hospitals, and orphanages, and used her influence with King Malcolm to help her impose the quality, improve the quality of life among the isolated Scottish clans. Together, Margaret and her husband rebuilt the monastery of Iona and founded Dunfermline Abbey under the direction of Benedictine monks. In addition to her zeal for the church and her people, Margaret was a conscientious wife and mother of eight children. Malcolm, a strong-willed man, came to trust her judgment even in matters of politics. She also saw to the spiritual welfare of her large household. Margaret was not as successful as she wished to be in creating greater unity and faith and works between her own native England and the Scots. She was unable, for example, to bring to an end the warfare among the Highland clans, and after her death in 1093, there was a brief return to the earlier isolation of Scotland from England. Nevertheless, her work among the people and her reforms in the church made her Scotland's most beloved saint. She died on November 16th, 1093, and was buried at Dunferman Abbey. So Margaret is uh, probably the most beloved saint in Scotland. You find her name on, on a number of different things. Um, there, There's a... Uh, where she landed in, on, on the coast of Scotland after uh, Shipwreck, which is how she ended up in Scotland in the first place, uh, as one of the last line of Ang- Anglo-Saxon princesses. Uh, there are a couple of uh, places on the Firth of Forth that are, are named uh, like Queen's Ferry, uh, and that has to do with the fact that she established a ferry line for pilgrims to be able to get back and forth across uh, the Firth to a, a place of pilgrimage. Um, she was known all over Scotland for all uh, all of these works. There's a, a chapel at um, Edinburgh Castle that is called uh, Queen Margaret's Chapel that is traditionally uh, ascribed to be uh, something that she built. Uh, it's, it is, whether she built it or not, the oldest um, structure there in, in Edinburgh Castle. Um, and she's known as this person who uh, was obviously a lay person, didn't ever take monastic vows. Um, simply worked within the sphere of her life, which, since she was a queen, was pretty vast. I mean, she had eight kids, but she still managed. Uh, Malcolm, uh, evidently, was a very fiery person, um, and uh, she kind of assuaged that and, and helped him be a more diplomatic uh, king of, of Scotland. Uh, got to the point where, you know, evidently, in ecclesiastical matters, he pretty much trusted her completely. Um, and she tried to bring together a little bit more... Um, uh, Consistency uh, in the church in Scotland, which was at that point uh, had very different uh, ways of doing things in one place and in, in another, and to try to bring some of that fractious nature of Scotland at the time back together um, in, in one place. Um, it's a powerful reminder um, that those of us who, you know, even if, if we're not a queen or a king, uh, we all have spheres of influence. Sometimes they're large spheres of influence. Sometimes they're very small spheres of influence. Um, what we're called to do as Christians uh, by virtue of our baptism, not by virtue of ordination or by virtue of confirmation or any of those things, but by, ordin- by virtue of our baptism is to work within those spheres of our influence in order to bring the kingdom of God forth. In our readings on Sunday, we're doing a lot of talking about the kingdom of God and what does that mean and the kingdom of God is like and, and all of this kind of stuff. But to bring forth that peaceable kingdom, to bring forth that, that kind of useful order, uh, not an oppressive order, but useful order that brings what's within our sphere of influence into some sort of a, uh, a balance, into some sort of a, um, a way that, that glorifies God in our daily tasks. Uh, one of the, the most if you ever get a chance to spend any time in retreat with with monastics, with uh, Benedictines or Trappists or or any of the the contemplative orders specifically, uh, one of the most uh, profound things that they do is there's this idea that everything you do is prayer. When you're washing the dishes, or you're cooking the meal, or you're planting the flowers, or you're you're cleaning the bathroom. You do it all with an attitude of prayer, that everything you do, that, that this is something that goes back to Benedict and beyond him, this idea that everything we do is prayer. Um, whether it's, um, it's not just when we sit down here on Tuesdays and Thursdays and do this formal prayer, it's the informal prayer that we try to turn our lives into uh, from one day to another. Um, and I think in some ways, Margaret shows us that on a grand scale, Uh, and kind of gives us an indication of the way that we're supposed to go in our own lives. Amen. Let's join together in the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, nor the hope of the poor be taken away. Create in us clean hearts, O God, and sustain us with your Holy Spirit. O God, you called your servant Margaret to an earthly throne that she might advance your heavenly kingdom and gave her zeal for your church and love for your people. Mercifully grant that we may also be fruitful in good works and attain to the glorious crown of your saints through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. O God, the author of peace and lover of concord, to know you is eternal life, and to serve you is perfect freedom. Defend us, your humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in your defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, you stretched out your arms of love on the hard wood of the cross that everyone might come within the reach of your saving embrace. So clothe us in your spirit that we, reaching forth our hands in love, may bring those who do not know you to the knowledge and love of you for the honor of your name. Amen. We remember everybody on our parish prayer list today. We remember all those who are suffering from COVID-19, for all those who are health and essential workers. Ask for the strength to do the things we need uh, to bring this pandemic to an end, Pray for all those in the Holy Land for a just and lasting peace. I bid your prayers and intercessions at this time. Let us say together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercy, we, your unworthy servants, give you humble thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all whom you have made. We bless you for our creation, Thanks be to God. May the God of hope fill us with all joy and peace in believing through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, beloved, thank you for joining us for morning prayer this morning. Uh, a bit of an announcement at this point. Uh, for two years, we've been uh, following this particular format uh, with its almost two years now, isn't it? Um, uh, with a morning prayer on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Uh, basically, uh, it was designed as something to work us through the pandemic. Um, I've decided that in starting in Advent, we're going to slightly change up what we're doing on Tuesdays. We'll keep the same schedule of Tuesday and Thursday morning uh, uh, prayer and, and release on the podcast. Uh, but I'm going to start uh, going through at that point uh, the, uh, actually the showings of Julian of Norwich uh, instead of going through our Saints calendar like we've been doing for two years. Uh, that's a regular part of my devotion um, and I think it will be fruitful. Uh, the translation by Father John Julian actually divides Julian's showings up into uh, uh, readable sections for, for daily use. Um, so uh, I'll be modifying the order of prayer a little bit starting in Advent. Uh, we'll be adding that in and a little bit of reflection on Julian uh, just to give this, uh, this uh, presentation uh, something unique uh, that, that we can give. Uh, there are many... Um, podcasts and such out there that do morning prayer and do it every day. But I think this is something that uh, I have a particular um, interest in, having uh, lived in, in Julian of Norwich's showings for a good portion of my life now. Um, so that'll start um, right now, probably on the, the Tuesday after the first Sunday of Advent. Same schedule, just slightly different content. And we're going to uh, work with that in Advent and see if it's something that we wanna, I want to continue with um, all the way after that. Um, Thursday, uh, back to morning prayer. Uh, same as today. Uh, good to have you with us this morning. Take care of yourselves until I see you again. This has been a production of St. Matthias Episcopal Church in Waukesha, Wisconsin. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can find more information on how to contact us at our website at http: org. That's org.